Koppel, host of the Time for Coffee podcast, where you get firsthand career advice into the jobs and industries that interest you the most. And before we start today's show, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you haven't already, I'd be incredibly grateful if you give us a rating and a review on iTunes. And if you're like me, you need to do it now because you'll forget later and because it's the best way to help others who may be in search of career advice to find this free resource. So press pause if you haven't done it and do it right now. I'll wait. Thanks so much and enjoy today's show. Hey there, Java Junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or ten minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini-episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple-shot K-Cup with my guest, Toya Fick. Did you know when you were a senior at the University of Chicago, what you were going to do with your poli-sci degree when you graduated? I had no idea. (laughs) I had no idea. I didn't have internships in in politics or policy or anything like that. I just loved the study of political science. I was a constitutional law concentration and wrote about my senior thesis was on our rights as individuals during times of war. And we were about to go into the Iraq war. So that was that was what I studied. and That's what I did in college and also continued to be pre-med and and worked at an after school program. I did a lot of things and had no idea I'd use the political science part of it, the reading the law, the reading Supreme Court cases and things like that come in handy. People often think I'm a lawyer. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. I didn't go to law school. I should have. But I've just been reading and studying about this since college. And it really was about how I give back. And I found my way to policy because I worked in a school that was, when I was teaching in Louisiana, that was under the no child left behind regime and had to do all the things that the law said that you had to do to improve. And none of those things worked. And I just remember thinking, whoever wrote this law has no idea what happens in schools. And I, I can't not do something about it. If there's a way to do something about it, I want to figure out what that is. And ended up moving to DC and applying for all kinds of things and again, got lucky and landed in Hillary Clinton's office because they wanted a teacher who taught in schools that were under no child left behind. And I was like, that's me. I have plenty of ideas. Yeah. I wanted to ask you, first of all, how did you find out about Teach for America while you were at, or maybe it wasn't even while you were still at the University of Chicago? Mm -hmm. And how did you get that job? So I, there were recruiters on campus and I, again, had done this sort of deep thinking about how I landed at a place like Chicago, given my background. And it was my family support and teachers who helped me with the technical aspect and helped me get the path for me and saw that they were talking about going to teach in mainly low income areas of the country, Louisiana is one of them, and just got to know the program through the presence on campus. There were maybe a dozen kids in my class 
who ended up applying and getting into Teach America. It was very rigorous, long interview process, all day interview, lots of essays, all the things. I was super excited when I got in and when I got my choice to go home to teach because I hadn't at that point lived in Louisiana since eighth grade. Wow. I just wanted to go home (laughs) to be near people I understood really well. So yeah, that's how I found out about it. Yeah. And so I know we've been hearing you throughout this interview talk about writing and writing legislation. Did you learn that on the job working for Senator Clinton when you were a legislative aide? I did. And I didn't realize that all it takes is writing an outline and then sitting down with the lawyers whose job it is to then find the law and change it. So I spent a lot of time with a group called Legislative Council, and they're the group of lawyers who take your outline and turn it into a bill. And then you redraft that bill and go back and forth with them. And I go, I think it needs to say this because this is the idea I have and what I want it to do. And they go, okay, here's how you write that. And so for three years, I would spend, I loved going to Ledge Council. I'd be the the aide who's like, oh, no, I'll take it. I'll go sit down. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go. I want to learn. And most people don't get that experience. And so when I left the Hill, I could write the laws with the relevant statute and just cross out the words that I want to take out and rewrite what I want to put in. And that's what I do now. And that's what I, I get to do for legislators here in Oregon, send them an idea. It's usually not fully baked, but pretty much there. And then work with legislative council in Salem to make sure it's right. And there's a lot of back and forth in that process. But I, I love that process. It's fun. And it's not something most people get to sit and do. And I'd have to imagine, Toya, that you also got to learn how to be effective as an advocate because you probably were sitting across the table from others who were trying to influence you when you were working for Senator Clinton. I will say, though, that I was there from 05 until 08, and we would work a lot with people from the other side of the aisle. We'd sit in rooms for hours a day hammering out the reauthorization of No Child Left Behind or the reauthorization of the Higher Education Act or whatever bill we were working on. And we did it together a lot. And so I learned from all the people in that room because everyone had different perspective and different experiences coming into that room. Many of them had worked for the Department of Education or on Capitol Hill for a long time. And I just would absorb how they got their ideas across and what they were advocating for and sort of use that to help me be more effective. And I was a fish out of water in that room because I had never done this work. Yeah. I think you cannot discount how much you learn through osmosis Mm -hmm. and the opportunity just being in a room to take in the way those who've got more experience than you do, do their thing. Exactly. But for our young listeners, especially our young Black listeners, Toya, who may still be in school right now, who are saying, wow, like what recommendations do you have for them? They're still in college right now in terms of either classes, skills they should be trying to cultivate through coursework and then also extracurriculars. Are there certain types of experiences that they should try to have volunteering? What kind of volunteering or internships? What kind of internships 
Maybe they can't afford to come to Capitol Hill. Maybe they live in another state. What do you think would really help set them up for a career in this field? So a couple of things, even if they can't get to D.C., which is not an easy place to get to. I mean, I could not imagine going straight from Louisiana to an internship in D.C., but your local legislators are local, right? They have local offices. They are always eager to get more help and support for the work that they do locally. So there are local House representatives and local senators. Even if you can't go to D.C., sometimes you can work for the person in their home district. Same thing with the legislature in your state. These are very, sometimes those jobs have high turnover, right? So looking for opportunities there would be helpful too. But I, this might shock people, I actually just thought about this. Student government is so fascinating and it's an amazing experience because your job really is to sort of take ideas from your classmates, from your colleagues, and feed them up to an administration who may or may not think those ideas are great and convince that administration to do something very different. One of my colleagues was the first black president of her college class. And she learned a ton just sitting in the room with the provost and the dean of students and the president of her university advocating for X, Y, or Z. And it has come in handy as she organizes and works with families and other organizations across the Portland metro area. So that's, I hadn't thought about that. I love student government and how it sort of gives you the skills public speaking skills, listening to constituents, and then sort of taking that idea and feeding it up the chain, if you will. So that's something I, I always now encourage folks to get into if they're in school. Yeah. What about classes? You've mentioned in our Espresso Shots interview, or maybe it was in this interview, about the data piece. Mm -hmm. Is it important to maybe try to take a data science class or mm -hmm. something in the hard sciences that would be useful? I took a lot of science classes and that helped really shape my understanding of data. I went to Chicago where there's a huge public policy school. A, a master's in public policy is one of the options you can do there after graduating if you get in, of course, but there are a lot of public policy classes at the undergraduate level that were a crossover with my political science degree. And those were super helpful, just population data and what's happening with a group of people and how you know a policy is effective in one way, shape or form. That was super informative. And I wish I'd taken more public policy classes in college, for sure. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to this latest episode of T4C. And if you're interested in learning more about my coaching services for confused college students and recent grads, feel free to check out the Time for Coffee website under the coaching tab at time, the number four, coffee.org or text me at 202-236-5712. That's 202-236-5712. Thank you.